All right. We welcome you to another week of Borderline with Bernie Neighbors in Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Jeff McCarriger in Charleston, South Carolina. Again, this is Borderline. Again, thanks for tuning in this week. Another episode. You know, I, was, I was thinking earlier, it is so good that we don't do this show on Monday. Uh, gosh, I just, I was fired up. You know, my Cowboys got crushed. Uh, <laughs> I was texting. You, know, you, and I were, you and I were texting. <laughs> I was still, this, this would, this would have been an insufferable show because after what happened to my Iowa Hawkeyes this year, and then the Cowboys and the constant hashtag fool's gold, I've been warning everybody about, and then it comes true. I was in a bad mood, man. So, so I'm glad I've now had three or four days to, uh, to to rest so now no one well, has to hear me rant about that well in so your defense, rant a little bit about that but. in your defense you have been 100 right on both 100 correct on both yeah that was going to be my in the hole but i figured people are sick and tired of me talking about it so i figured it's gotta I'd be I, I you know what i'm i'm quasi making it you're in the hole as a matter of fact i don't like my <laughs> preemptive in the hole, in the hole. I, I, i'm making it my in the hole as you were right about both of them. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I was I fired up, dude. Terrible. I was in a bad, I was in a bad mood. I, I was just in a in a grumpy old man. I told you so. I told you so. Mood. Yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad I've had time to 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 relax. What's up with the Cowboys, though, man? What they beat three winning teams this season? Three, and those were all at home, right? Yeah, they they won. Yeah, they beat three teams that that uh, had records over five hundred. Three. I mean, so, and, granted, the te- and the teams, the teams that they played that were good, if you remember, they got smoked by, you know, you and I were together, the, you and I were together the one night, uh, they played the the 49ers and it was like yeah. 28 to nothing at half. <laughs> and I, think yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I mean, they got, they got smoked by any good team that they played. I mean, they, I, I, for, for God's sakes, they lost to the Arizona Cardinals. They gave up 28 points to the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I love the people. I have some other Cowboys fans. I mean, you know. It's a lot of y'all strewn throughout. They were talking about Belichick's now. I was like, Belichick isn't going there. Belichick isn't listening to Jerry Jones. Can you imagine? That guy had a hard enough time with a, with a, with a you know, a conceited quarterback. You think he's going to be able to handle a billionaire that's yeah. got all the opinions in the world? There's no way. Yeah, there were rumors of him going to Carolina. I don't see he and Tepper, you know, getting along. I mean, re- really, when I heard him – the fact that he was going to interview uh, with Atlanta, Atlanta personality-wise might be the best fit yeah. with him and that. Uh, what, what's that? The uh, guy from Home Depot. Of, yeah, I can't the, remember his the, name. Anyway, I think that'd probably be a good yeah. fit because it's a very hands-off owner. I mean, very wealthy, obviously, and very powerful. But I, but I think he would right. be able to do his thing. But yeah, sure. he. he, he <laughs> I'm not sure that work out at Dallas or or at Carolina. By the way, while we're on this, I don't know how much at the professional level a head coach matters all that much because you know if you look at belichick before brady you look i mean as his other head coaching stints in the league if you look at him after look starting quarterback in the nfl it it starts there it ends there right i mean there have been some teams who have got i mean that tampa bay buccaneers team who was the quarterback dilfer yeah was that was a you know he was a game manager could get you a third and six if you needed it but he wasn't gonna throw for four hundred yards I mean you you have to have a starting quarterback you have to you have to have yeah. you know there's a couple of anomalies out there yeah, a couple I mean, but, right a couple 
for the most part, yeah, but you're right. You need quarterback, but but I, I I do disagree though that coaching does matter because I think coaching matters. I think the, if you I look at like what Matt Lafleur has done has done well, and, and Matt Matt calls all the plays. I mean, what he's done with Green Bay, yeah. what Sean McVay has done with LA, play cars, but yeah, what Mike McDaniel's done with Miami. I mean, these yeah. offensive, these young offensive minds in the yeah. game right now. I'm I'm loving watching these guys play. I mean, they're essentially coordinators, but I don't like, like, I think they get into trouble at times. Like at some point a head coach does have to make a decision, right? And if you've got an offensive play caller as your head coach, I mean, he's basically taken out of certain decision-making, right? I mean, he's, he's, he's locked in on his one half of the football of of the Mm -hmm. the team. And and I I don't know if that completely where we'll see. I mean, the Super Bowls have been won recently by it. So, I mean, maybe it does. I mean, Andy Reid in Kansas city, I mean, he's he's as much of you know he's he's as involved in the offensive play calling as anyone else. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just where the game is now. I just I just feel like the CEO type is kind of gone because you have to have a quarterback. I mean, I don't care who you are if you don't have a yeah. if you don't have a guy that can move the change and make you know make drives when your team has to have drives, then you can't do it. It doesn't matter the X's and O's. It just doesn't matter. Bill Belichick. It doesn't old. matter. It he's doesn't old. right. It doesn't great, matter. Great quarterback. I mean, does and Belichick's going to go down as what two or three greatest head coaches of all time? But if you look at his overall record with and without Brady, not good. It's not great at yeah. all, actually. Yeah. So yeah. No, I think he was terrible with the Cleveland Browns back in his. They, they uh, playoff, early by the way, that coaching staff. You had Nick Saban on that coaching. Yeah, you, you had a few. It's it's that, that, was that a coaching hell of a staff. Coaching tree. That yeah. coaching staff was insane. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's so hard so hard if you don't have the right personnel and that's why the general managers who none of us ever talk about why they're so important yeah and you can't have an owner sticking his hand in everywhere and saying i know more than you i'm a billionaire i know more than every can't have that yeah. it doesn't work i've i've always that that's that's one of my probably closet dream jobs is to be a general manager of a of a professional sports team either baseball or or the NFL. I, I just, I love assembling teams. I think it'd be so, it'd be stressful. Um, it'd be really difficult, but mm-hmm. I, I, I really think I would enjoy do, doing something like that. I went to your point. I went back and watched, uh, the bulls thing, Michael, the, uh, last dance oh, uh, yeah. documentary and, you know, Jerry Krause. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking, man, what a jerk. But then I started thinking about it. Like, you know, in a way he was kind of right. It's like, this isn't going to last forever. Right. And do, you, do we want to take it to the point where it's just unmanageable and then we have to completely start over? I mean, in a way, he was kind of right, but then he got destroyed for it, right? It ruined his career because you're you're talking about dissolving a team that's... It's really <laughs> tough. It's really you know, tough. I mean, look, look what happened with the... Well, we need to get off this and talk some cornhole. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, but I mean, like, like look what happened with the Lakers. I mean, they, they rode Kobe all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. And Kobe got that big contract. And when Kobe got the big contract, and he's one of my all-time favorite players, rest in peace. Um, but yeah, they, they couldn't get anybody around him. And, yep. it, and it killed the Lakers as a team. And it, and it, really, yep. it really set them back for years. Um, and, and same thing kind of with LeBron, you know, they really haven't had a whole lot of chance to get a lot of, you know, pieces of the puzzle around him because these contracts are so big. So yeah, you're right. It's, it's a, t- it's, it's, it's a fine line. Like when do you, when do you say goodbye to some of these yeah. stars? Right. Because we've seen it how many times in our lifetimes in sports, whatever the sport may be, where you do hold on to the stars for an extra two or three years. Yeah. And then by that time, the team's dissolved, you've got nothing. And then you have to completely start over, which yeah. in professional sports is no guarantee. Right. I mean, Put you could, back. 
I mean, you could, you know, look, I mean, they, they look at these guys in the combine, they look at their film, you know, in college or wherever, whatever sport it may be. And sometimes it just doesn't work yeah. at, the, at the most elite level. And it's, it's, I don't know, man, you could want that. I don't know if I want that job because yes, you do get the money, but you get none of the fame. You get everyone, ang- everyone's always angry at you, right? Sure. <laughs> right? Because you're the one in the room with the players and their agents saying, yeah, you're not really that good and we're not going to give you that money. Well, right? and, and, and to your point too, <laughs> you know, if, if you're the GM and you win a championship, it, they, they don't give you any of the credit. They're, they're like, well, I mean, oh, the players, 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 players and coaching staff, look what they did. Amazing. Yeah. And yeah. then the owners no just on you, right? The owners just always that like, that's the one guy that's in your office all the time. Yeah. That would just be awful. Some billionaire that just thinks he knows more than everybody. That would just be a nightmare. So you can be a general manager if you want. I'll be the equipment guy. <laughs> you would be a great equipment guy. You'd be the worst, man. You would yeah, be the watching. best clubby I, 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 in, in I, I, Major League Baseball ever. You, I'm not watching that, fellas. I'm not doing that. No, 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 no. You'd be like the head clubby. So you tell you, you have people yeah. underneath you doing oh, okay. that. Act like I'm important, but not really doing anything. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be the so main guy. guy. Yeah, you'd be the main guy telling them what to do. You'd be the main guy taking the tips. And sure, yeah. so I'm, I'm so that guy. Yeah. yeah, you would be that guy. All right, so so we're ten minutes in. And, uh, so now, now cornhole, oh, it actually, it actually, I mean, we're joking, but it actually was a huge weekend, uh, in Ohio and another big one coming up in Texas. Mm -hmm. So I, I just, I just love this. You and I were talking about this. I think we've been talking about this pretty much, uh, from the end of last year to now the beginning of this year, how, how great these opens are, you know, in my, in my opinion, these opens are just getting better and better and better and more Mm -hmm. and more and more important every single year. And uh, and this year, no exception. And man, huge names in Ohio. I mean, so big way. time field. And I cannot wait. Foreshadowing. To in, I mean, th- this weekend in Texas is gonna be huge. Yeah, foreshadowing. By the way, to later in the show, oh. what we're talking about. <laughs> okay, good. Stay tuned. I like kids. it. I like it. Yeah, uh, yeah we got to get to our power rankings. Um, mm-hmm. We'll have our on, off, and in. Or in my case, it might just be on, off, off, and off. <laughs> Right. God. I don't know if I was right about anything, honestly. Well, what does it say uh, about me that I have the hardest time within the hole? Like, is, is that like a personality flaw? Like, yeah, I, I just have z- zero self confidence. Like, I never know what I'm really right about, even though yeah. I'll argue people to the death on stuff. Like, I really don't believe it. I just like yeah. arguing. Yeah, we sit around all day. We're like, well, <laughs> I was wrong about that. No, missed, yeah. that. No, missed, <laughs> missed that one. Oh, speaking of which, that's why I got a new book. Uh oh. Power of the mind. What is that? I don't know the, if you da- it. the daily what? The daily it, stoic. You ever heard of it? I have not. I got, of I I got a copy. It. It's it's just daily readings to kind of help you with that whole mindfulness thing. Me, Mish would be so proud of me right now. Mish would, Mish would be all I don't about. Know it. She's gonna watch this week, but she'd be like, "Oh man." She'd probably tell you that the, the author was way off, but but she'd, uh, she'd <laughs> probably yeah. <laughs> no, it's just just it's daily mindset things for positive, uh, all about positive it, reinforcement man. because because otherwise, yes, you and I are the type we'll sit around all day. Well, wrong again. Yeah, wrong again. Yeah, I like I don't want to be a cynic. Honestly, I don't. People don't believe that. I actually don't like being a cynic because it is kind of wasted energy. But I'm such a cynic. You I'm are. Like I'm. Like, you, if, if you look you it up in the really dev- if you look it up in the dictionary, it'd be a picture of me going. <laughs> <laughs> I need that emoji on my phone. I need that Bernie emoji on my phone. Yeah, so bad. Uh, yeah, so so huge weekend in Ohio, and congratulations to Jaden Ellis. We'll talk a lot more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Foreshadow. 
during yeah during our power rankings and on on off and in. Um, real quick, while we're talking about kind of football and cornhole, a couple of thoughts. Well, by the way, you had a thought about wide receivers. Does that have anything yeah. to do with does it have anything to do with cornhole whatsoever? No, no, but I'll, I'll do it really quick, and then people can laugh about it. I was like, I'm sitting there, and this is how my brain works, by the way. This is what a weirdo I am. I'm sitting there watching the game, the Steelers game, and, like, all the receivers wear, like, old quarterback numbers, right? Like, 14, 17, 18. Like, and I'm like, what if someone just got transported in time, sat down in front of this television, was like, oh, my God, they've got five quarterbacks, and they're all running routes. I'm like, well, that would be, like, the weird – like, that's how my brain works, by the way. I'm a really strange person. But I'm like, I kind of liked 88 – 86, yeah. 81, 81, 83. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Am, am I old school? I just, I just kind of liked it that the receivers had to wear 80s. I don't know. What, I what, honestly what? haven't thought about it. Um, so I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, 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 the yeah, entire Steelers receiver core wears quarterback, no, old quarterback numbers. Yeah. I've always liked single digit numbers. I've always liked uh, the eighties for wide receivers. Um, I like the eighties for tight ends. Yeah. I was uh, like the number like, five for some reason, but I don't know in football that has the same resonance, but yeah. You know what I love speaking of numbers? I love defensive ends who wear like number seven or number nine. <laughs> love that. Those guys Zero. are always badass. They're yeah, always you got, good. You have to be. You have to be. If you're a defensive end and wear number nine, you damn well be. Somebody help me. I can't remember what game it was. It may have been the steel and the defense. One of the defensive ends was wearing zero. Somebody help me. I can't remember what game it was. Y'all out there, y'all will know. And I was with, I'm with you. I'm like, man, if you're going to be a defensive end and wear zero, that's awesome. Yeah, you better be good. (laughs) Better be good. None shall pass. Yeah. No, I like that. That's good. Um, oh, one more football thing. Football now. Mine is football slash cornhole. I don't know. I don't know what your wide receiver thing had anything to do with cornhole because we don't wear numbers. Do we? Do, are, we gonna ever, yeah. are we ever going to wear numbers? Probably not. I hope not. But it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, we, I guess we could do it in teams, but not necessarily. Yeah, teams. Man, I don't know. It'd be kind of fun. Uh, so just real quick, uh, and and I, I'm not putting this in my on off and in. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole DPR thing, and I know everyone's probably sick and tired of me talking about it. But again, you know, it, it really it really just bugs me because Dallas had great DPR, right? Second best DPR in the league. But but to me, DPR is still and maybe maybe we've gotten past it as a league. Um, again, yeah. I, I think I think it's I think it's an informational stat. Um, sure. I think within context, I think it's I, I think it's, it can be used well. I think within one tournament, it has better value. And even then, you have to make sure you're going through a bracket. But yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with I, I mean, I looked back again. It's not a metric of defense. It's not. And this year in the NFL, and, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll look back on and kind of keep track of it as we move forward. I mean, because I, I think I'm, I'm dead in the hole on this thing. But um, it's, it's a, what it is, it's more of a measure of strength of schedule than it is of defense. You know, if, if you look at all the stats, which I did, and I'm not going to bore everybody with them, but really, you know, the teams that had the best uh, DPRs in, in the NFL this year, um, their strength of schedule was at best middle of the pack, but really lower half. So for me, it's really almost become a measure of strength of schedule more than of whether you're a defensive player or not. Matter of fact, in the NFL, if you look at the teams with the highest DPR, they were some of the weakest defensive teams. So it's just not it's 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 a good stat. Um, and, and and again, you know, if somebody like you said within within a tournament, right? Let's let's say Mark Richards goes to a tournament. He's got a high DPR. Well, you know what he it, it, what it means was he was playing really well. 
you know, yeah. and 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 just beat a lot of players. It doesn't mean that you're a you know a really great defensive player. Sure. You know, it means that you either had a low strength of schedule or you just or you just played really well yeah. for a tournament. So I think it has I think it has a space. But for it to be this you know this this end all be all defensive stat and make you a a dirty player, you know, some sort of metric of how much of a blocker you know, blocking player you are, it's just, it's, no, I disagree. I'm with you. I, I don't know if it was ever meant that way. I think it was a way of trying to, I mean, we're a game figuring out stats, right? PPR was the first one, right? Yep. That was points per round was the first stat that we came up with, you know, and then I think they're, they're just trying to come up with different stats. I, I don't yeah. want to get like baseball. I know you love baseball and I love you're a stat guy because all baseball guys are stat guys. I don't want to get to that point because I think baseball leans way too much into their statistics. But somewhere in the a happy medium, right? But I mean, like his baseball. I mean, how yeah, many stats are there in baseball? There's savor, like 30 stats. I mean, it's it's I crazy. Can savor you to death. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And you can get so lost in the metrics that you forgot about the player, and you forgot there's a human being that has strengths and weaknesses besides their physical gift. I mean, I don't know. It's yeah, I, I agree I with you know. on that. Baseball is too much. But uh, but and, and I do agree with you that our sport is trying to find stats. And I think I think where our future is going to be is in the um, uh, in broadcast uh, TV graphic stats. Like I cannot wait to get to the and may, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I love it when they show and, 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 like in golf. Right. I don't mm -hmm. I don't like it on every single hole, but I love it when they do the the, the tracking of the ball and 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 sure. Um, you know, the way that you can see the fairway and the green and when it's laid out and, and they show the metrics and the distance and the, sure. the velocity and the spin Love rate. That. I mean, that, that's I, like, I really hope that we can incorporate that at some point soon in our game because I think I think that's going to take it to another level of interest where people are going to be like, you know, just to see the bag height, to see the trajectory, I would to think see the speed. I would and, think and it the wouldn't spin rate. I think people will love this stuff. Yeah, I, I think it wouldn't be that hard. It's just how do you keep whatever chip that has to go in the bags? How do you keep it still? Because I think the more it got moved around with the other resin, the harder it would be to get a real read on certain. The chip in the bag, though. Or I mean, like a baseball, they, don't, they don't put they don't put it on a baseball. They, well, you they, need, you need is, lasers all over the place, and those aren't cheap. What's the track? It's the track man. It's the big. It's the big. You know, the big radar, the pad that sits behind uh, it that tracks all this stuff. So on certain on certain stuff, but I mean, this, yeah, the track man. But now, I don't think you need to put anything in the bag, but. But regardless, I, I just think I, I really think, Bernie, that it, it's going to raise the level of interest because I, I, I think it'd be really cool to see, you know, all that kind of and, and the percent, you know, the percent uh, like in the NFL where, you know, Mahomes will will will, will uh, you know, complete it just a, just a crazy back shoulder pass, you know, 40 yeah. yards downfield. And instantly they know the metrics on the on the probability that that was to complete that pass. Like I would love like when Trey is, you know, when Trey is. You know, on the on the uh, on the telestrator, talking about what a player needs to do, and you know, reverse cut or whatever. Like, it'd be cool to see the probability of actually making that shot. I, I just would love to see metrics incorporated like that in the broadcast. I think it'd be really cool to watch, and and again, really raise the fan interest of and 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 the experience of the of the uh, viewer on TV. Well, we need well, we need trackmen on both sides. If, if I'm thinking about, I'm, I'm, I think your point's really good about the trackman in golf. So it, when it when it says your your ball is going this distance, it's going off of a mathematical formula to get that distance. It's not yeah. measuring the actual distance of the golf ball, right? I, I think, think it would be math. cool. Yeah, it's still all math, but it would be cool to have a trackman on the other end when the board lands to then get like the roll rate 
of the board once it lands. You know what I mean? Like, of the bag yeah. once it lands on the boards, or the spin rate, or the or the speed of the bag up the board. Like stuff like that would be cool. Because because yeah. you watch certain players, and I it like if you ever watched Damon Dennis. Now, granted, he's just a slide thrower for the most part. But you ever watched him play, and the bag looks like it's barely moving, and then all of a sudden it's flying up the board when it lands and he's got this high arc and it's like, it, it doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere, but then it flies up the board when it lands. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that is fascinating. I mean, I granted it's the bag. I understand that, Yeah, the, but, the, but there's more to it than that. Exactly. I mean, it's, but yeah, I'm I'd with you. It'd to, be cool. It'd be I'd cool if we could get both how, of those. Yeah. I, and I, I think at the world championships and, and Trey, I'd have to ask Trey about this, but I think, I think at the world championships, they were testing some sort of system where they had multiple, um, kind of tracking devices that they had put up in different corners mm-hmm. of the broadcast cords. Yes. I think maybe to try and collect some of that data to to see, you know, yeah, it'd be if cool. There's a future for that, but I I think it'd be great. I think it'd be cool. Does like with a with a golf track man and with a baseball track man that they have that people use as hitters when they practice. Can it handle things that are slow? Because I mean, cornhole bags aren't flying. I mean, they're they're not going at such a heavy rate of speed. Like, can they can they handle the lower speed? The, the lower velocity yeah low velocity i don't know yeah. i mean you know, is I, it I've, a, seen, is a, yeah. I've seen uh i mean you think of a change up in baseball but even even at That's the minor true. league level you know guys guys with a filthy change or i mean it's still gonna be i mean at, 60 the, 70, I think the lowest change up i've ever seen is probably in the 60s yeah uh, so i'm saying someone like an ephus that's bag. a lot faster than our cornhole bags are going yeah yeah you know? I, don't, I don't know I'm, I'm sure i'm sure they're working on that but i can't i can't yeah. wait to get that developed like, like jamie graham i would love to know on, on jamie's push bag sometimes when he has to go low and hard and yeah. push bags up up the board you know how fast is that bag going and and how high is it off the ground? You know, some yep. of these bags, I swear, are just above knee height. That yeah, some of these guys crazy. throw just to try. Now that would be fun. I'm with you on that. It would, some of these guys that can really, really generate pure power when 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 they're trying to push through, you know, a clogged yeah. board, if you will. That that would be interesting to see. And that's to me, that's kind of the difference between the men and women's game at this point is the velocity that some of the guys can generate and the spin rates that some of the guys can generate Spins. because they can get through messes a little bit easier than some of the ladies can. And that's, yeah, this, the spin rate I think would be really cool to watch. It would be, it would be. And, and, and like the angles to get, to get the kind of lean angle that about like, especially guys that are really good with roll bags, the kind of lean and backloading that they the get. Tilt. That would be kind of, yeah. yeah. Still to the bag would be inch, like, yeah, I mean, there, there has to be a way, right? It's just how, I guess in our terms of how expensive is that technology. Yeah, probably expensive. Um, like I, I was just kind of, I was just kind of thinking of uh, like a Berkeley pair. Um, when, 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 when you stand next to Berkeley pair, which people watching many of you have because you've played him, uh, the spin rate on his bag. I'd love to know what the spin rate is. I, I watching on TV is so different than when you stand next to somebody. And uh-huh. I had the same, I had the same, um, I had the same experience when I was in baseball. I, I, the further you get away from a sport as a spectator, the slower. Um, sure. Everything gets right. So right. I remember. I remember. I was. Uh, oh, it was at the Hall of Fame. And we were in, in Canton, Ohio last year, and um, our, our flight was delayed. So David Harris, our, our producer with ESPN, and I decided to go back to the venue and just throw some bags. And so Berkeley uh, throwing. So he came over and messed around with us, and I, I couldn't believe just watching right next to him the spin rate that Berkeley had on that bag. I'd love to know what that revolution rate is versus yeah. some other players in the sport. I know he's not the only one who does it. I mean, Caleb Batson. Holy cow. 
dude can spin it right and i I just love to put a number on that just to see but it's it's impressive it's so impressive to watch yeah but to put a number to that i think might might help with the viewer but you know and i think it would help the players to be honest i mean and and i mean this because you've got some of the older players that have very slow rates you know the spin rate is just not very high there's probably a range that gives you the most optimum level of making shots the most controlled like you know getting it too high is probably a little bit more out of control getting it too slow a little more out of control there's probably a spin rate in there that's of maximum control yeah you know and maximum workability stuff would be great it's just yeah we're just geeking out on it talking about it i know i'm with you yeah, it'd be great. It, it reminds me of, I mean, like when I said, when I was standing next to Berkeley Pear, um, back in the minor leagues, uh, j- just because, I mean, I, I mean, I, I played sports in high school, but I didn't play at a high level. And I, I was never a starter. I mean, tennis, but but not not in any major sport. And yeah. so I, ha- I had never seen, you know, a 90 plus mile an hour fastball thrown my way. And I remember my first year in the minor leagues when I was uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina with the Yankees single A. We had a pitcher named Brian Reith. And, uh, and, and he could, he could sling it, man. I mean, really, really good arm, not, not the fastest on the team, but still he's throwing low nineties yeah. and Tom Filer was our pitching coach. And I was up in the press box one day and he and I had gotten into a conversation about, about, you know, pitch speed and, and, um, um, I can't remember exactly what our, what our conversation was about, but anyway, I was up in the press box and he, he motioned for me to come down. And so I came down cause Brian was thrown on the side. It was his day to throw on the side. And so he said, uh, he said, he said, grab a helmet and get in here. And I'm like, uh, no I, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. Is Brian wild? No, no, fortunately not. Fortunately not. But, but uh, I'm, I'm like, nah, I'm like, I'm good. He's like, get a helmet. He's like, he's like, if you want a mitt, put on a mitt too. And, uh, and I'm like, okay. So, so I, I decide as Brian's upping his velocity up into the nineties and he tapped out a 93 that day on the side that I would stand in the box. And I'm telling you, if you've never stood in the box on you, in a hurry. And, and seen, let alone heard, what 93 <laughs> sounds and looks like, yeah. it is, it is, it, it's scary, dude. I mean, you can literally, you hear the zip. I mean, it li- literally zips past you in just a second. And so I kind of felt in, in a similar way with Berkeley. When you stand next to a professional cornhole player who is throwing at that high level, it's it's really it's really amazing to watch. But that really, by the way, back, back to your baseball thing. Listening to baseball hitters, professional hitters, say, "Look, I'll hit a speeding bullet if I know when they're pulling the trigger and I know it's straight." <laughs> yes, it's crazy, and they will. They'll hit anybody. Yeah. Like they, you can throw 103 if it's straight and doesn't move, and they yeah. and they can get and they can kind of uh, you know kind of learn your pitch. They'll hit it, yeah. which is freaky to me. I know because what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I mean, I get the fact that your eyes adjust as you get older and you see faster and faster and faster your eyes. I get all that, but it's still it's still amazing what they're yep. able to do. Well, they see this. Right. That's how that's that's how they react. They yeah. they see they can see if it's a you know, they can see if, if how you're gripping the ball, you know, and, and which that, is crazy. So they try to, they try to catch is, you up here. Which is crazy. Because yeah. that's so fast. Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah. That's why and it's the important ones, for pitchers too to change their arm angle. Like so many guys will yeah. throw will throw a fastball over the top, versus maybe a slider. They come down a little bit, so they look yeah. at arm angle. They look at your All grip. You know, circle change. I mean, they they so they try to catch everything here or down yeah. here on your you know. On, they, yeah. they try to catch it everywhere. I to know, give them some sort of tip of what they're about ready to see because once it's released. Literally, it's a split second. That's why it's surprising that baseball's taken the dive that it has. 
it's just not a sport that people watch on television anymore. It's just because things the like ratings, that. Are, the ratings went up last year. It's fascinating to me, though. It's fascinating yeah. because that's still the hardest thing in sports is hitting a major league pitcher. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, how, how do you do like, you know, because most guys just don't throw it dead straight. Even if they're throwing it 100, it's moving. It's oh, got, yeah. you know, I mean, it's crazy what those yeah. guys are doing. There's there's little things they look for. They can see the spin. They can see, you know, yeah. a, four se- a four seamer is going to show a little bit more red. A slider yeah. is going to show a dot. I mean, there's little things that they can look for with, with the revolutions, but Which is spooky. It's, it's hard. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's hard. Um, all right. Um, I had an, I had another thought this week, but the more I thought about it, I don't. I don't, just don't think it's possible. Um, What's up? Because because I, I read an article on ESPN about, um, and then we got to move on. We got to get to our. I, I, we have to make sure we leave time for power rankings and uh, and our on off and in this week. I've done a crappy job the last couple of weeks of yeah. making us too tight. Um, I, I was I was reading an article on ESPN about conferences and and you know this this move towards what could be basically. By the time it's all said and done, Bernie, it could be like four super conferences. Um, sure. And 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 you know, so I started thinking to myself like, do we need to do more with our conferences? But I'm not sure we can fit any more in. We've got teams, we've got the opens, we've got the championships, we've got the world championships. Like, like, and and I know, I know, I get it. I know we have conferences, but but you know, people are so tribal. That if we had, if we had, instead of having all the conferences that we had, if we had four super conferences, and if maybe, maybe we televised our conference championships, put those, put those on Fox or ESPN or TBS or TNT. I wonder if yeah. anyone would be interested in that because I hate, I hate that Jamie didn't go. Jamie Graham didn't go to Ohio. I hate that he's not going to be able to go to Texas. You know, not not all the great players mm-hmm. in the sport can make it to all these, but you know that we get a chance to see all them on TV at a conference championship. You know, and, and and then and then at this conference championship, whoever the winners are, you know, maybe they're automatic qualifiers in the world or something like that. But I don't know. I, it it was it was just kind of a dumb idea because the more I thought about, it, we've got so much going on in the sport right now. Yeah, it's tough. You, you know, you know, you know my it's thoughts travel. on this. That's I, I, feel, I feel like if anything, we need to simplify it more. Yeah. Um. So that would just be that would just be adding to the mix. But um. I, but I, I mean, I, I, I don't dis. Yeah. They're so tribal for fans. Yeah. Right? I don't dislike the idea. It's just with travel, we don't have a spot yet where the players can afford it. I and know. We, yeah, yep. And I mean, that's all. It's all. All of any of this comes down to can it be done financially for yep. the players and for the league? That's all. I mean, for us, we're still stuck in that because we could come yep. up with a million good ideas, but is it financially feasible? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what's. Yep, you're right. Such and, and we've made the analogy many times, you know, and, and we're old enough we can remember this now. The money's bigger for these guys now, but back in golf, back in the day, back in the eighties and nineties, um, you know, when 80s, it was yeah. when it was uh, when it was the it was the Nike Tour, and then I can't remember what it was before then. But you know, a lot a lot of these guys, you know, it, they couldn't it, it was they couldn't afford they couldn't afford to to travel to all the opens, you know, to try and qualify for the PGA Tour because because they're having to pay everything themselves. Even you know, the guys on tour, they're having to pay for they're having to pay for for their flights and the hotel. Pre-Tiger, players. Pre-Tiger, yeah. The PGA Tour, like if you got down, you know, like top one twenty-five, keep their card. You get down in the one hundreds, pre-Tiger. Those guys yeah. were paying. I mean, those guys were paying almost every a lot of stuff out of pocket. So I mean, like it. Same thing. Uh, yep. I mean, that's you know we could get into the whole. That's why we need that you know, that one special transcendent player, because I mean, look what Tiger did for golf. I mean, you make yeah. the tour, it's life-changing now, even if you finish dead last, you know, it were 125, I should say, and keep your car. I mean, it, it's literally life transformative. It's generational transformative yeah. financially. And it wasn't like that before. 
And that's why we could get into that whole argument again. That's why we need that transcendent person. And it's look, it's not something you can create, by the way. It's not something, and I know the league's trying, they're putting money into, you know, what do we do trying to find that player and then push that person in the right direction and give them some help with this. That That person's got it. It's an it factor. It's something they're born with. It can't be created. Yeah, I've I've agreed with you on that. It has to happen organically. We don't yeah. we don't know who it is yet. Yeah, but we will. Yet. We'll know it. We'll know it instantly. Hopefully, hopefully we get to that point. Yep. Right. All right. Let's get uh, let's get moving here with our power rankings. My mine changed this week. My 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 power rankings actually changed drastically after yeah. after what I saw. And again again, you know, j- just a little talk on this. It's fun. It's fun to do these. It's very difficult. Um, I hope everyone appreciates it because you and I spend time during the week actually thinking about this and putting it together. But uh, mine this week definitely has it's it's a combination of of uh, I will call it broadcast bias um, and also maybe some recency bias in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but after our after our power rankings, I got a, I got a major question for you that maybe we should have hit by now. Maybe I'll have to save it for next week at this point. Okay. But, but uh, yeah, I've got to change. I've got to change in mine. So I don't know. You, how, how does yours look? You want to go for ah, similar? There's a, there's a little bit of difference. I, obviously, my number eight, as everyone that follows the show, all 10 of you are aware, I, I do adjust my number eight. So it's kind of a fun number in my rankings. But <laughs> it's similar. It's pretty pretty much the same except for a couple. All right. If, if we want to start with it, my number 10, and I struggled with this. That's why I made it a tie. My, my number 10 is a tie, too. Because if I struggle with something, I I, I have to tie it. I, I just I did can't. the same thing. I've got uh, Devin Harbaugh back in my top ten, and I've got uh, him tied with Hunter Thorne. Wow. Right. So I've got wow. I've got I've okay. got Hunter. I mean Hunter leading up to him, he's been playing really really well, and I think he's deserving. So I've got them tied as my so number wait a second. ten. How much how much do you take into consideration doubles? Then you must take. I mean for pretty Devin, good amount. Must... Pretty good amount. I mean it's yeah. it's it's pretty. I mean Gavin Cano. I mean, I think it's the reason he's in my top ten. It's his doubles prowess. Um, well, obviously, he's a hell of a singles, really well in singles too. Hell of a singles player. So, I mean, that's why he's further up my list. Because Devin, yeah. I don't even think Devin finished in the money in. Yeah, he didn't even finish in the money in singles. Yeah, he's still. And that's we're going to get into that when we get into my uh, on off and in. Okay. And that's I, I'm still struggling with some stuff with the opens, but that's my uh, tie for now. I've still got Jake Gore, my number nine. I'm struggling with that. You know, I'm not hearing enough out of Jake, but that's tough. I mean, these are guys that can't travel all over the place. That's why the opens, and I'll get into that in a second. You will. Sorry to interrupt. You will this weekend. They they yeah. were not because I re- I reached out to them yeah. uh, when I didn't see their name uh, finishing in the money in Ohio. Yeah, uh, didn't see either one of them. So I t- I I was just texting with Jackson uh yesterday so no they didn't go to ohio but they are going to texas so big opportunity for both of them this weekend so i've got jake and nine my number eight which is my fun slot i actually threw in the two finalists in ohio i mean it's two high school kids i mean that's crazy guys that were in in our almost our high school final end up playing in the finals of the open in ohio it's uh jaden ellis and landon bass you put landon in your top 10 oh my gosh okay they're in my number eight it's, it's a special number. I can take them out. I mean, because they made that final, I put them both in there. I mean, I, I think Landon's been playing really well. I mean, been, been playing very well himself. He, everyone in the Virginia area knows how good he is. For them making that final, getting past a lot of the pros that they beat, I put them both in my number eight slot. Uh, number seven, that's why I'm not adjusting my 10. If you've noticed, if I got a tie, I'm not like, I've got a tie at eight. I'm not making, you know, putting Jake at number 10. I'm just keeping them both at number eight. Number seven, Ryan Windsor. 
Ryan Windsor, I still think, is a very hot player, still playing really well. Yeah. I think he's kind of found his game again. Some people talk about the comfortability he has with his bags. Sounds good. I've got him in at number seven. Number six, Gavin Cano, to your point. Gavin has just kind of made himself one of the guys. And I think everyone else knows it. And I think that's, I think that gets you something. When everyone realizes you're that guy, I mean, guys kind of fight to get to that elite, elite level and some guys fall off. And, but when, when everyone, when the top players kind of recognize, yeah, you're, you're that guy too. I think yeah. that's special. And Gavin's kind of that guy right now. He's, Jeremiah he's, there's, there's no radar that Gavin Kondo is not on. Right, right. Exactly. Number five, my, my top five is the same. I've got Jeremiah Ellis continues to do what he's doing. Got him at number five. Fisher Hamilton on recency bias. Do I keep Fisher Hamilton there? I don't know. Another, you know, but I've got him at number four. Tony Smith still got him at number three. Ryan Trader, number two. Mark Richards, number one. Those Ryan don't change. Trader, number I mean, two. He's, he's, he's I, insane. Hey, he's insane. And, yeah, I, he's and I, you know, we'll, we'll – you know, if, if he, you know, we'll see what the next few weeks holds. But for right now, I got him at number two. All right. All right. Here we go. So my number 10 this week and my number 10 is a tie. Uh, Jamie Graham, I, I dropped him down to number 10. He's still got to be there. He's the defending world champion. So until, until I have a reason not to put him in my 10, I'm going to keep him in my 10. Uh, he, unfortunately, again, uh, I was just talking with him this week. Um not not in Ohio, not in Texas. Uh, I'd like to see him play more, but again, for the time being, I'm going to keep him in there uh, until he gives me a reason not to be in there just because he's the defending champ and he's a two-time world champion. So Jamie Graham, Ryan Windsor tied for 10th. I'm with you. I think I was off. I think I was off on Ryan by a year because remember last year I was really high on Ryan just because we had had him on the show yeah. as a guest and he had talked about he kind of rededicated himself and his focus on cornhole. And it didn't really pan out for him number wise, numbers wise last year, but man, he's off to a great start this year, no doubt. So number yeah. 10, Jamie Graham, Ryan Windsor. Number nine, Jake Gore. Same reasons that we were just talking about with you. And again, a big weekend coming up for him in Texas this weekend. All right. So now my eight, seven, and six, six, seven, and eight. Uh, I'm, I'm just calling these guys my, my new three-headed monster. Because I don't know where to put them in my top 10, but but because of what they are doing and the level they're playing at and, and this new trajectory of the sport, I had to figure out a way of getting these guys into my top 10. So I uh, reached out to my sources this week. And by sources, I mean the professor and Wally. So shout out to Wally <laughs> and the professor. Thank you for all of your help and your insight and your advice and your direction. But so my six, seven, and eight this week, in this order for now, um, Caden Allen, Jaden Ellis, and Jeremiah Ellis. Uh, actually, you know what? I decided to flip that. Sorry, make that Caden Allen, Jeremiah Ellis, and then Jaden Ellis. Congratulations to Jaden. Huge win in a just stacked field in Ohio. I just feel like I'm putting Jaden at eight. Jeremiah a little bit ahead. Jeremiah has not picked up a win yet, but it's early. He's a rookie. Um, He's it, sounds like from, it sounds like from all my sources that Jeremiah is is is. Maybe the best of the three as far and by best, I mean maybe the most solid. Yes. Um, uh, not the most accomplished yet, but 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 maybe the best player. I think he is yeah. the most accomplished out of that three. When you look no, at but, the to but Caden and Jaden each have each have each the have totality. I know, but the totality of the season. I mean, do you like one great tournament or do you like seven you know tournaments where you're in the final four? Well, I like winners. I mean, I'm like the Yankees. I, but, you know, well, and, well, I mean the I mean if you win 26 times, yes, but if you win once, what does that mean? 
I, I, mean, I the Yankees think to win. I think to win a, a singles open or, this year is is just so I, good. And and Jaden and and Caden have both done that. Jeremiah hasn't yet. I'm I'm sure it's coming. But but anyway. So for now, six, seven, and eight. I'm doing Caden, uh, Jeremiah, and then Jaden Ellis. So that rounds out uh, my six through ten. All right, top five. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, Ryan Trader. I agree with you. You you know how much I love watching that kid play. Yep. Number four, Fisher Hamilton. Fisher and, and Ryan were in a tough bracket this weekend. Uh, they were in the same bracket as Tony Smith, and Fisher and Ryan went one and one against each other. I don't know who's better. <laughs> they're, both, they're both so good. But yeah. again, Ryan Trader, five. Fisher Hamilton, four. Gavin Cano, three, uh, for all the reasons we just talked about. And here we go. Number two and number one, j- just for this week, for power rankings, because you know I, I like to keep it fresh. I like to I like to change things. Right now, I'm putting Mark Richards number two. Um, he, he had a really solid weekend and you know, you know, we love Mark. Um, but he had bad losses against Landon, Landon Bass and Jeremiah Ellis. He split, he split two games against Jeremiah, but really suffered a bad loss against Jeremiah that second time and a bad loss against Landon. Meanwhile, Tony really, I mean, Tony had a really tough bracket. I mean, there were a couple of really tough brackets, but, but Tony had to go through Fisher. Um, and he had to go through Ryan Trader. So, I mean, Tony had a really good weekend. Didn't win it, but a tough bracket, a tough finish. So I'm, I'm giving Tony the slight nod this week and putting him at number one on my power rankings. And yep. congratulations, by the way, to Tony and Mark, uh, the first of what could be many, many wins. To yeah, I on just the side. But if so they, what are your thoughts on my what are your thoughts on that? I like uh, it. I, I like it. I think you're I think you're underestimating Jeremiah Ellis a little bit. I, I think Jeremiah Ellis has kind of proven. A bit has he won? I mean, you know, has he been in finals? Yes. You know, has he lost to Mark Richards in some amazing matches? Yes. I mean, like, I just think that when someone's been in as many final fours as he has this season already, it's kind of hard to not, you know, really hasn't won. You're right, but he's he's there all the time, even oh, in doubles. Yeah. I mean, you know, with, with oh, Devin, Wally, had, Wally, I've talked to Wally about him two or three times. And he keeps telling me just, just you know how terrific and what a solid uh, player he's been. So yeah. that, that's why that's why I figured I had to get these guys into my top ten. I mean, I, I I had to figure out a way to get these guys in because I've had them in kind of my honorable mention over the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. But I mean, it's it's time to get these guys in there. Which which brings me to another point that again probably don't have time for. So let's save this for next week. But 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 here's my question to you. Yep. Are you, and by the way, honorable mention, shout out Joe Neistead, Joe's coming. He's, he's right there. And, and Nico Morales, uh, Nico was on my watch list at the beginning of the year, Nico uh, fifth overall. So, I mean, these are, these are two dangerous players right now. And I do Mm -hmm. have Landon Bass also honorable mention, shout out, uh, to one of our high school players. Great weekend. All right. So here's my question to you and let's table it for next week. But are, are you, and this goes out to everybody. Are you concerned with the names Stephen Bernasette, who played well, Jimmy Humans, Matt Guy, Ryan Smith, um, Adam Hissner, Devin Harbaugh, Kyle Malone? Some of these names we've talked about. Are you concerned with the future of some of these players with with this new generation of cornhole player that we have? Like, are these guys going to be able to compete at a high level? against some of these kids and some of these players, and I guess we shouldn't call Jeremiah Alice a kid. He's, he's, you know, one of the older rookies, but against some of these guys with these crazy games, you know, in three, four, five different shots that they can throw with confidence, you know, are some of these other players going to get, I've said it a number of times. I've said it a number of times. I've talked about a few of the players you mentioned a number of times on different shows that, uh, 
you know, now, like we've talked about, you have to be more of a five-tool player. And can the old style of being a two-shot yeah. player, does that really work anymore? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think, Matt, I think OGs, Matt Guy. I mean, some of these OGs, I'm really, I'm really kind of. I think concerned Matt with. Guy. I, could, I think Matt Guy could lead the league in PPR again and finish outside the top 15 again. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. that's just that's just. Right, let's reality. dive into that a little bit more next yep. week when we have yep. when we have more time. But yeah, there's there's specific names that uh, who who I love I, again. I mean, I I mean, I love everybody. I mean, I, we have such great players. Uh, mm-hmm. But but I am, I am concerned. I mean, you know, these these new this new crop of players, man, wow, they are. They are impressive. All right, ready? On, off, and in? Let's do last, it. Last couple of minutes. Again, I, I'd love for mine to be on, off, and in, but I, <laughs> I think mine's going to be on, off, off, and maybe off again. Yeah. So many, so many things. I, uh, my, my on the board this week? Yeah. The Miami Dolphins. Oh, early, in the, early in the season when it's when everybody when, when – everybody, really? When everybody's playing – you know, in warm weather and there's no bad weather to worry about. The Miami Dolphins looked great. People say this about Miami all the time. It's not new. But I was kind of, I mean, I was worried in the middle of the season. I was like, you know, is, is Tua really that guy? And once again, we get to quarterbacks. It's, you know, is Tua that guy when things start to change a little bit, when things don't get easy, when the temperature mm-hmm. changes, when the winds pick up, when, when you got to go on the road and going on the road means something. And I don't know. I think I was on the board about, I mean, at the beginning of the season, I think I talked about them being a cheat code and they had like, it was like a four by four track team out there just running around. Mm-hmm. And, but that's when everyone was playing in the same heat, right? Like all, all the fields are great. Everything's great. Right. But when the, when the weather started yep. to change, Miami started to change. And I, and I'm just, I was, I think I, I was, I was worried about them and I think that was on the board that worry. And I, I don't know if two was that guy. I really don't. And maybe I'm sure someone could bring up some stats that could prove me wrong. I'm sure. I just don't know if two was that guy. I've never thought he was, but but for me, it was more of the injuries. But again, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not even talking about the injuries. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah you I, bring I, in the I injuries, was, was never, he's definitely was, not that guy, yep. right? I mean, one more one more hard hit, his career is over, right? Right. Yeah, which I thought he took in Kansas City, but he ended up being okay. All right. Yeah. So what's your uh, what's your what's your what's your off? Eagles. I thought the Eagles were going to be back in the Super Bowl. This what in the world happened to the Eagles? I was way off the board there, especially midseason. It was like, man, the Eagles are here. They are again. I mean, yeah. and, you know, shocking, Jay, right? Shocking. And yep. maybe is I don't know, man. This has been a pretty, pretty ugly fall from grace for the Eagles. So I was, I was off the board there completely. My in the hole, I still don't think the opens mean all that much to the top level pros. Just don't. And I think that's why we're going to see our chain, our our top tens. I think they're going to change. I think they're going to change throughout the season, especially if we get into the uh, the championship series. Yep. You know, uh, with, with the professionals, and you're going to see certain guys rise and certain guys fall. I just don't think certain guys care enough about the open jet yet. Maybe in a season, maybe towards. I, I don't know. I just I just don't think it's there. The buy-in from certain top level pros is there yet. Yep. Good topic. Good topic. We can talk about that next week as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Jamie Graham, good example. And, and But again, maybe, well, all right, we got to get moving. We got two minutes left. But yeah, is, <laughs> is it money? Is it money? Is it because it, it, it you know, the money, it's, it's, the winnings aren't there? Com- is it combination of, of it all. Travel? Sure. You know, what, you know, Jamie, Jamie was in Ohio, not going to Texas. Would love to see him there. The Gores weren't, weren't in Ohio, but they're going to yeah. Texas. You know, is, is it's it, a lot of money. Yeah. yeah lots, lots to talk about and unpack there. All right, real quick, my uh, on, off, and in. Again, mine's going to be on, off, and off for the sake of time here. <laughs> uh, my my on, on the board, um, end of season trends matter. 
Um, we, we were just talking about this. I actually won money on this this weekend because of the Philadelphia Eagles. I wasn't going to buck the trend. They had lost five of six. Um, and, and you know, I looked at this in the past, right? I looked at Kansas. I looked at UConn. I looked at the Denver Nuggets. I looked at the Texas Rangers. All these teams who have won championships in the last four to five years all played well at the end of the season. I was never sure. a believer in that. I was off the board, but all of a sudden I jumped on that. I was on the board. On the board mm-hmm. about Philadelphia, I wasn't a believer. I took I took Tampa Bay and won a lot of money this weekend. So nice, good for you. Uh, off off the board, um, my front yard. You know when we first bought this house, I was so excited. We got this. It's a really we we downsized, but I love our house. It's it's a cool contemporary house. The front yard, we got a bunch of pavers, a nice driveway. But then there's there's pebble rock right that fills in, and I'm I'm like this would be great. I don't have to mow. The problem is what I found through all the storms and through all the leaves because there are trees all over the place and everything. So I can't just get my mower out and just mow all that crap up. So now I got to take a blower, right? So now I get my blower out, out, out and, and I'm trying to blow all the leaves. So what, what happens? Now I'm just blowing rocks all over the place, yeah. getting rocks all over the pavers, rocks. It's it's a freaking mess. So now I'm like, okay. So I'm totally off the board. Where's your house again? Uh, James Island. That's right. You moved to Jim Island. Yeah. That's I mean, right. our address is Charleston, but it's on James Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and then finally another off again. I, I I couldn't think of anything I was right about this week. Um, the Miami Dolphins. I, I, I'm going to be the opposite of you. Uh, I I really you know I love these young coaches. We talked about it earlier. Yeah. Matt Lafleur, uh, Sean yeah. McVay, uh, Mike McDaniel. I put him in there. You know I love him. And I thought I didn't. I, I wasn't sure if they would win. I thought they would compete in Kansas City. And man, they just got absolutely run over. Tua just didn't look like he was even ready. He looked he he. he he did, it looks like he wanted to play, and I, I get like the weather. Plan. I get I the weather, totally, but totally missed on that. I get the weather, but it didn't look like they wanted to be there at all. And as soon as no. things started to go south, they were like, "All right, let's get back on the bus." Yep, I, I'm sucks. not a big believer in Tua, but that combination of Tua and Mike McDaniel, I bought in on. I, I was yeah. riding that wave, and man, missed missed that one, missed that one hard. So that's my on, off, and off. <laughs> I like it for this week. I don't know, man. You're still in on the uh, on the Cowboys and Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, right? Just overrated. I mean, beating bad teams doesn't make you good. It yeah. just makes you the best of the bad. Yeah. Right? That, that's, Great that's note it. to end. Great note to end. Uh, <laughs> all right, we've got two seconds left. See you, buddy. Good to see you. We'll see, see you buddy. next week. See you.